Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. And Chase, it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. However, for the past, what, night and this morning, you've been having to deal with a new friend over there. Not a new friend, but, uh, you know, a new friend that's staying at your place, I guess. Yeah, so my aunt and uncle's dog, he is, his name's Franklin. He is a sheepadoodle so uh sheepdog poodle mix uh you know cute dog friendly dog and all but like holy hell i mean he, he's definitely got some sort of separation anxiety or whatever because he just does not leave me alone he follows me everywhere i go he's just knocking on my door uh I, you know he constantly jumps up and down in the bed when i'm trying to sleep i can't so i can't focus so i finally just shut the door had him sleep in the hallway last night and then he was clawing at the door and barking at it uh just a whole ordeal and then you know this morning um doing my my daily weight dropping, if you know what I mean, uh, in the bathroom and he just barges down the door and just comes and sits like on my feet. I'm like, what, why, why is this happening? So, uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he's a bit of a hassle, but he, he, he's a good friendly dog. He's not bad or anything, just a hassle. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like a great time. And, uh, Chase, as you know, here in Michigan, it's getting very warm. It's starting to, uh, really heat up. It's in the 70s today, but it's going to be in the 80s in the next couple of days. And oh boy, this recording room, it just keeps getting up there in temperature. So oh. um, I'm fine right now. I'm feeling good right now. But in the upcoming episodes, I'm either going to have to move or we might have to make the episodes quick. We'll just have to wait and find out. But today on the Bolts broadcast, it's our playoff show. It's our Playoff round one show. We're going to be doing predictions for all the series. Going to go a little bit deeper when it comes to the Tampa and Florida series. We got some news to announce as well. So it's going to be a really good show. But Chase, before we hop into the main show, I wanted to talk about our, um, I guess, friend slash family little playoff poll that we did. So basically eight people bought in and, uh, 
$5 per team, 16 teams, eight people. So everyone threw in 10 bucks. And then yesterday we pulled our teams, Chase. It's winner takes all. And I thought there was some pretty decent polls. However, Alec, who uh, has been on the show for 10 seconds, maybe when I called him a couple episodes ago, he got Edmonton and Montreal. That was by far the worst poll we saw. Yeah, that's tough. It just kind of kind of lost money, if you're asking me. Uh, when we all know only one team is going to be coming out of the Canadian division and it is neither of those teams. So that that's, you know, a tough blow for Alec, but uh, that's just the way she goes sometimes, right? Yeah, and Chase, I know that you were somewhat happy with your poll. You didn't think it was the best poll, but, you know, you did have a solid team. Um, you had Minnesota and then you had Colorado as well, correct? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Minnesota is a team that I can – root for and have no issue rooting for uh it's cool and all and then Colorado's obviously a legitimate cup contender so I I, I can't complain too heavily uh you know I, I wanted a, a couple other teams maybe a little more but it's still not a bad option yeah for sure and then I took home the Toronto Maple Leafs and yes the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, I had a couple people tell me that if I got Tampa and Colorado and or Vegas um, they were just not going to pay. They were going to pull out of the tournament, uh, but that didn't happen. I got Tampa though. And Chase, I know you weren't happy in the video that we, we made and I got a good chuckle out of it when I was watching it back, doing all the editing and stuff. I mean, I was wearing my freaking Tampa Bay lightning 2020 Stanley cup champion hat for good luck. And no, instead I get shafted and this bozo gets it. <laughs> it was great. So I will of course be rooting for the Tampa Bay lightning and even the Toronto Maple Leafs, because if I can take home 80 bucks, why not? Uh, Chase going to be rooting for Minnesota and Colorado for money sakes. But I would assume, Chase, you've still got a little soft spot, still rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning as, you know, we are the Bulls broadcast. Yeah, no dummy room for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'd be stupid if I wasn't. Oh, man, I can't wait for you to be rooting for me to make 80 bucks. That's awesome. You know what? You paid for my buying anyway since since you, you owed me a couple bucks, so I, I'm not losing money here. We're good. We're good. I can only gain money. That's a good point. Well, Chase, let's hop into the show. First, we need to congratulate one of your teams in the playoff hole, the Colorado Avalanche, as they take home the President's Trophy, and it came down to the wire. It was between them and Vegas, and Colorado had the tiebreaker over Vegas. Yeah, it was literally the last like game of the season for them, and they, they ended up Jump leapfrogging them at the end. They tied in points, but um, I think head to head and the ROWs were both in favor of Colorado. So good for Colorado. Uh, obviously, a very talented team. Uh, we expect them to have a lot of success here in, in these playoffs. So, you know, we're, we're going to see what they can do. Um, you know, I look really forward to watching them. I think they have legitimate, you know, good chance to go on a run this year. But even if they don't this year, uh, just the way they play in the regular season and the guys they have now, it really just bodes so well for them in the future. Yeah, and we talked about it, I think it was last episode, that New York and Colorado, those are really the two teams to watch out for when it comes to the next five years, maybe even the next decade, because these teams have such good current players, but as well as such good young players in the system. So Colorado winning the President's Trophy, that's great. Um, Like Chase said, we think that they could have some success here in the playoffs. However, they are a little bit more inexperienced compared to some other teams, but I'm sure as the years go on, they're going to gain that experience, and I'd be shocked if they don't win a cup in the next five years or so. Yeah, I'd probably be in that same boat. Just solidify that goaltending a little more for them, and I think they are in an unbeatable type of team. 
for sure. Well, Chase, let's now move on to some Tampa news. And I think the biggest news surrounding Tampa is the fact that Kucherov and Stamkos during practice, they were heading that top power play line right by each other, right next to each other. And oh boy, that is going to be electric when it gets out there on the ice. They haven't practiced on the first power play unit together. And I think it was since February of uh, 2020. So it's been over a year because, you know, Kucha obviously didn't play this year and Stammer was hurt from that point on last year. So that's, you know, that's, that's awesome to see. Like it just, it, it really gets the juices flowing knowing that this team Obviously, there's still some, you know, there's some injuries to worry about. Barkley Gaudreau's out for the playoffs, most likely. But, you know, a, a lot of this team is back healthy, ready to go. And, you know, when, when this team's healthy, it is not an easy team to beat. It'll be a fun one to watch for sure. And, Chase, as the regular season ended, we were able to do some roster moves and solidify the Black Aces roster. So who does that consist of? We got two forwards, two defensemen, one goalie. The forwards would be Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish. The defensemen would be Andreas Borgman and Cal Foote. And then Spencer, Martin, and Nett. So uh, a good group there, guys that you don't really expect to play. But all five of these guys, if they had to go in and play, I think would at least be able to hold their own. Uh, you know, we've seen Cal Foote play this year. and He's obviously borderline that type of guy currently anyway. And I love Taylor Radish as a player and as a prospect. So, you know, if, if he had to step in, I think he'd be okay too. Uh, so uh, we're, we're not, we're not going to see them play though. Nothing to really worry about. They're just kind of here to be extra bodies and give some extra practice time. And I have to say that it is quite the blessing to be a part of this black aces roster, because if it gets to the point where there happens to be a repeat, let me knock on wood real quick. If that were to happen, they're out there on the ice celebrating with the boys. They get their name on the cup and that's just such a great feeling. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome, you know, to, to be able to win, win that Stanley Cup, you get that ring, uh, you're somebody you can kind of hold on to the rest of your life. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you weren't necessarily someone in the lineup every every night, you're still a part of that team, you know, you're still a part of that process, you're, you're there helping build morale, you know, you're helping guys getting breaks or whatever in practices so they're not like overwhelming themselves too much. You're still definitely a big part of this team regardless. Yeah, and I can't imagine what that locker room is like as the playoffs go on, as the team gets closer and closer, and everything just builds to the the end goal. And Chase, we talked about it. HBO, they should have a hard knocks for hockey. Could you imagine a hard knocks for hockey within the playoffs? Like, and following, say, just one team, just all the way up to the the cup, and oh man, that would just be electric. Yeah, it would really be fun. It really would. All right, Chase. Well, let's look at our Tampa versus Florida series. We're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive here. And after that, we're going to be going to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to do a full playoff breakdown uh, for the whole NHL as well as giving our predictions for the first round. So before we do that, let's hop into Tampa versus Florida. This is a series we've seen many times this year. This is little brother, big brother. We always talk about it. And there's a lot of different things to look at. So, Chase, let's look at the forward core first. I would say that, you know, Maybe during the regular season, it was close. You know, they got some great players over there with Huberto and Barkov. But when it comes to the playoffs, getting Kucherov back, I think this is an easy win for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to tend to agree here. And don't get me wrong. I mean, this Florida Panthers team, they played incredibly well this year. This forward group really stepped up. Obviously, you got Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov doing, you know, their normal things, obviously being elite 
scorers and elite players in the NHL. But then, you know what? One of our former faces, Carter Verhage, had a fantastic year, 36 points with 18 goals through 43 games for Florida. I mean, he really found his kind of spot over there and played great hockey, really. And we, we saw it a lot through the regular season. He's going to be a hard guy to play against in the playoffs. And then uh, not only him, another guy facing, you know, a breakout. I mean, we'll talk about him a little more on the defensive side, too, uh, about Mackenzie Weger. So, you know, there's there's this couple of these, you know, young guys, the, these breakout guys and this four like, within this four group and on the defensive group of Florida that is talented. But when you're talking about Tampa Bay's forwards, I mean, just the pure skill, the elite level, it's it's just pretty much unmatched by any team in the league. Absolutely. And you mentioned the defensive core. We know that they've got good players like Aaron Ekblad. However, he went down with injury early on in the season, but they've had other guys step up. Like Chase mentioned, Mackenzie Weger. Uh, they still got Keith Yandel and former Tampa Bay Lightning player Anton Strawman. So they've got a decent defensive core. I think Tampa still edges them out just by the uh, pure strength of Victor Hedman alone, uh, not even mentioning Sergachev and McDonough, but a decent defensive core. And if Keith Yandel steps up, they could have a scary defensive core. Yeah, they very well could. And if Ekbite is in the lineup, they would be, you know, increased tenfold because he's just that kind of defenseman. He's really a special player and he really doesn't get enough light shown on him as, as much as he should. But yeah, the, the way it stands, he's not playing. This Tampa Lightning def- defensive core is fantastic on the left side and it's definitely good enough on the right side, too. Uh, so I, I would say that the right side is more of an advantage to Florida. But it's not like it's just some absolutely large advantage without Ekbite in the lineup. So when, when you're comparing them as a whole, yeah, you got to give me Tampa's every day of the week. But Keith Yandel, he has been a very long time threat in the league. Uh, he's been a pretty good scorer. This year, scoring's on a little bit. Defensive play is a little underwhelming. But, you know, if he gets in his groove and he gets on a streak in the playoffs, I mean, he's this type of defenseman from the back end that's just hard to control. And then, Chase, you move on to goaltending. And I think this is where... Florida kind of has a bit of a wild card. Tampa, they're solidified. They got Andre Vasilevsky. As long as Vasilevsky stays healthy, you know you're going to get good goaltending from him. But Florida, it's a bit of a wild card because you got Sergei Bobrovsky, two-time Vesna winner, who has not looked great while being with Florida over the past two seasons. Then you've got Chris Dreiger, who has been pretty good this year. Uh, I, I think he slowed down a little bit towards the end of the year, but that's when we saw Spencer Knight. And Spencer Knight has looked phenomenal in his limited time with the Florida Panthers, currently undefeated, 4-0. So I would assume that Dreiger of Bobrovsky gets the nod in game one, and I personally would give it to Dreiger just based on how both goalies or all three goalies have played this year. But if something goes wrong, if Bobrovsky and Dreiger both not looking good, I wouldn't be shocked if they pull a, uh, you know, last chance Spencer Knight card. Yeah, so what, what I think is going to happen personally is I think they're going to start Bobrovsky first, and then if he, they lose game one, they turn to Dreiger. If they lose game two, then they turn to Spencer Knight. I, I don't think that's impossible by any means. You know, they, they got three goalies that are good enough to start in the playoffs, but obviously Bob, you know, a kind of underwhelming year. I just think, you know, with with the games that he did start, he started, you know, a little more of the more difficult games. He played more games than Dreiger. It kind of shows that that they, they paid him to be the starter, so they're kind of trusting him that way. So I, I personally think that's who they're going to go with. But who who also knows at the end of the day? I mean, it, it's kind of a Carolina situation where multiple goalies were kind of going at one time. Maybe the young goalie is actually the best goalie in the room, but he might not get that nod because he is the young goalie. So we're just going to really have to wait and see till Sunday. 
And I would be excited to see Spencer Knight get in there. Um, obviously, we've talked about him for a couple of years now, how talented he is. I mentioned that he's 4-0 on the season, has not faced Tampa yet. And there is some, I, I feel like there's some mind games when it comes to versing a new goalie that you've never faced before. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be easy just do the same stuff you're always doing, but some goalies come in and stonewall and then they can get inside some of the players heads and it gets to be a scary situation so I'm not saying Spencer Knight's gonna come in and stop 40 shots on the Tampa Bay Lightning and a shutout victory or anything like that but it would be interesting to see what the young goaltender can do against one of the most talented offensive units in the league yeah uh, 100% I, I think he would be someone who could live up to the challenge but would he be able to like help take his team and like over the over the edge and triumph over over the you know the honestly the better team even though they're the lower seed you know I, i'm not quite sure honestly that, that, that that's hard to do for a goalie especially you know a 20 year old goalie that's, that's such a young player in the league and at a tough position it, it's a lot to ask so uh, i think they're going to try to avoid playing him but you know if, if it gets down to it and they really have to you gotta do what you gotta do and if for some reason he just has a huge game or a huge series has a huge breakout who knows, maybe you could start talking about him in the light of Carter Hart and how Carter Hart was being mentioned in, during last season because, I mean, if, if you do something crazy, then I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to look into it. But, Chase, I do want to talk about Florida a little bit more and how for the past couple of years we've thought – Florida is right there. They're right on the brink. There's been a couple of times where we even had them making the playoffs. However, they just weren't able to. They didn't get in. Um, This year, they are one of those better teams. They get the two seed in the central, and this team is looking like the team we thought they could be for the last couple of years. So I guess I kind of want to know, what's that change? Was it bringing in some uh, new faces? I mean, during the trade deadline, they brought in, what was it, three new players? Uh, Was it their prospects developing a little bit with Mackenzie Wieger, Owen Tippett? Was it veteran leadership just stepping up? What was it about this Florida team that is finally pushing them over that hump that we thought they should have been over maybe two, three years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's really about this lineup just finally being bolstered with like legitimate NHL talent. Uh, even, you know, guys like Anthony Duclair and now Alexander Weinberg, they go pick up in free agency. They played nice roles here. They weren't necessarily like just dominant forces, but they played nice roles and Duclair had a nice season that went kind of under the radar too. Our training for Patrick Hornquist, you know, that's another player that, that came in and, and he played well and kind of helped this team build their identity. Uh, so, you know, with that roster construction on top of getting Joel Quinville in as your head coach, uh, someone who had a lot of success with Chicago and I, I think was pretty unjustly fired there. He, he goes on Florida and he helps build this truly competitive team. And really, it's just about finally having kind of all the pieces at one time. The one piece they might not have is goaltending, but it's still three competent goaltenders, I would say, on, on this roster. Like th- all three of them deserve to be NHL goalies the way it stands right now. So they, they still have at least something, but it might not just be at an elite level. So really, it, it just comes down to finally constructing that roster in, in the right way and finding the right coach. And I'm absolutely amped for it. Uh, We talked about Quenville and how he could be a Jack Adams award winner this upcoming season um, or or at the season awards, I should say. Um, But I'm absolutely amped. The first game is Sunday at 730 and it's going to be so fun. But Chase, before we make our predictions, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. 
On the other side, we got predictions for this series, but also going to be doing a quick look at all the other series and the first round of playoffs and giving our predictions there as well. Hello, my name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, covering the Hershey Bears, the 11-time Calder Cup champions of the American Hockey League, and the 2018 Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. Each Tuesday, I recap Bears games, give you Bears news, notes, and nuggets, and all of the hockey news that matters to me, whether it's the American Hockey League, the NHL, or banter about hockey jerseys. This hack brings you high energy. They score! Connor McMichael has ended the game! Unfiltered. Look, Kirko's really going to have to work hard to bring back the fan base from this pandemic because you can't just rely on vaccinations. You have a fan base that is old, stubborn, and very reluctant to change. Not to mention you got to work on bringing back families and then whatever fan base you can try and get back from other parts of the state. You just can't rely on people coming out from 81 and 78 you got to work on a fan base that's very very hesitant to change and at times unfocused look Ovechkin is basically the guy who comes into the bar kicks open the door and says who ordered a white Russian huh well we all know Sidney Crosby is the guy who enters in from the side door red carpet VIP Armani suits and alligator shoes that's just the type of guys they are so join me every Tuesday here on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Grit and Barrett Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1. That's Grit, G-R-I-T, and B-E-A-R, it, P1, on Twitter. Available wherever you get all your podcasts. Part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're back in Chase immediately we just talked about florida tampa let's get our predictions out of the way here the regular season series between these two teams three to five in favor of florida so it didn't go as planned however the last two games we weren't really um i i don't want to say we weren't trying but it's games that really didn't matter so some players were scratched and you know just trying to stay healthy for the playoffs so i don't really know if you want to rely on those bottom two or those last two games you could say it's a three three split but let's make our predictions a seven game series who do you got taking it and how many games so this you know it's going to be a really entertaining series this is one that i really think could go seven games it wouldn't surprise me i mean it's two teams that are very talented they're familiar with each other but i gotta go with tampa bay over florida of course Uh, i'm going six games i I think they're able to get an early series advantage i think they win game one and from there they kind of control it going forward don't lose the lead in the series at all um it's obviously a very talented team this tampa bay lightning roster so it's not gonna be an easy series by any means but i think they got it And I agree. I'm going to go Tampa and six as well, but I'll go one step further and say that Sergei Bobrovsky will be the goaltender in that for game six. He's going to be the one that takes that final blow as Florida leaves the NHL playoffs. Um, I I thought, you know, same page. Um, I, I think there's a chance that all three goaltenders play and then, for some reason, that game six, uh, they didn't like what they saw out of Spencer Knight. They didn't like what they saw out of Dreiger. So they're like, you know what? We are paying Bob those big bucks. 
Let's give Bob the final game. Let's let's hope that he can pull it off. He's not able to do it. So I think it's going to be a good series. And actually, I will make this prediction. I don't think the goaltending is going to be bad for, for Florida. I find it hard to believe that Tampa might score five-plus goals in a game. I think that it might actually be a strong suit. And that's just a guess. I mean, we could come into the first game on Sunday night and blow them out like 8-2 to two or something. But I, I feel like we're kind of harping on the goaltending a little too much to the point where we're going to be presently surprised by the Florida goaltending. See, I'm in a little different boat because Sergey Bobrovsky is a terrible playoff goalie. He's never been a good playoff goalie. And I think it's going to kind of continue. He might be better than previous years, but he's not going to be someone who's like a game savior for them. I, I don't I don't think that by any means. Um, I, I think Tampa could score five goals in a game. They could, they could score four goals in a game very easily, too. Uh, but at the same time, it is playoff hockey. You don't want to expect more than like a three to two type of game. Uh, Cause it's just, it's really kind of how it goes in, in the playoff. It's, it's a little more tight defensive, a little more physical, a little less on the finesse part. So uh, I'm not going to want to like heavily predict like four or five, six goal games, but I definitely think it's far from impossible. And I was going to come in and say, well, Sergey Bobrovsky had Columbus in front of him. So how good of a goaltender can you be in playoffs when you have a Columbus team in front of you? But then again, during the regular season, he played spectacular in front of Columbus or behind Columbus and uh, could not do the same with Florida. So who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. But Chase, let's finish the Central off. We have Carolina versus Nashville. Um, These are two teams that, you know, they're they're in different paths, I think. So we saw Nashville in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2017. They're a little bit of an older team, a team that has a lot of play of experience, where Carolina, they're a much younger team with Aho and Svechnikov, and they don't have as much playoff experience. We played them last year in the playoffs. Um, I know you said you're not too hot on Carolina this year. Is that going to reflect in your prediction right now and how many games? It is not, actually. I have the Hurricanes beating the Preds in five. I've, I think Nashville could very easily surprise here and win this playoff series. But if if they're not on their game, the, the, the way they play this regular season, if they weren't on their game, they really just got dismantled every, every time. So if they're not on their game, it's going to be a quick down one or two games in the series, and they're not going to be able to recover. And I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Um, you know, Carolina is necessarily going to just – dominate them, but I think Nashville is just going to be so underwhelming that it's easy for Carolina. And I have to agree. I'm going Carolina as well. Um, I don't know what I want to predict the series. I'm thinking four or five or seven because Nashville is one of those teams where I, I look at them and I think, man, this team has had some really good success, but then you look at them this year and it's kind of, eh, kind of, kind of like St. Louis this year. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to predict a seven game series between Carolina and Nashville, but I'm going to have Carolina taking it. I just think Carolina's better. I mean, uh, their goaltending stepped up very nicely this season, and they have a lot of young talent on that offensive side. And I think they're going to be able to take out whoever's in net, whether that be UC Saros, Pekka Rene, or, you know, whoever else they may have. So I'm going Carolina as well. Um, but Chase, let's move on to the North Division. I think this is kind of a easy one to predict, I guess. So we'll start Toronto, Montreal. Who's going to win? Austin Matthews, Carey Price. How many games? I've got Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs winning this in five. Um, This was a candidate that I had for a sweep, but 
I think Montreal's able to kind of squeeze out a win. That you know they knocked Pittsburgh off last year in the playoffs, so you know that that they're capable of surprising. And I think they're able to pull out a win here. I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal maybe wins the first game and then Toronto kind of reassesses itself and dominates going forward, uh, at least for that playoff series. So I, I got yeah Leafs in five. Um, and the only way that the Canadians win anything, just like last year, is if Carey Price stands on his head. I like that a lot actually, and I'm in the exact same thinking. Uh, Toronto in five and. Carey Price is one of those goaltenders who can steal you a game. And I think this series overall is going to be pretty fun to watch. I don't know if I'm going to be watching, you know, the whole series. I'm not sure. Is everything going to be on like NBC and NBCSN, like even the Canadian games? I don't believe everything. Um, They usually don't start showing everything to later on in the playoffs. I haven't really looked too heavily at the schedule for TV schedules quite yet. But if I had to guess, like I, I would be shocked if they're showing everything on NBC channels. Because I'm sure hoping that Toronto and Montreal gets some, you know, good play time on the NBC channels because I think this series could be exciting. I mean, Toronto, they've got great players. We know that. Uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares. But then when you look at Montreal, you have a lot of young, bright stars. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Alexander Romanov. Uh, so I would be very excited to watch this series, but I'm going to agree with you, Chase. It's going to be a five-game series. Toronto's going to take it. And I did not think where Montreal was going to win that game, but when you said that Montreal's going to win the first one and then Toronto's just going to reassess and then just absolutely demolish, I like that a lot. I, I think that's that could be on par. Yeah, I, I think I think it's definitely within the realm of possibility. Uh, I, I don't think Toronto will let themselves lose the series, to be honest. You know, they're not playing Boston, so they're not, they're not going to blow anything. But I was looking ahead at the schedule while you, you were talking. Um, so they played game one. Thursday, May 20th, which is the same day as game three for Vegas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, New York, and Florida, Tampa. So nice. it's, a good, it's a good thing the series is only in the last four or five games, in, in our opinion. And, yeah. and, I got, and I, sorry, I also meant to say it is on NHL Network that day. Okay, cool. That'll be exciting to watch. Um, so, Chase, let's now move on to Edmonton versus Winnipeg. This is a series that I think could surprise. It could be one of the better series in the first round of playoffs. However, at the same time, I feel like it could be a quick series for Edmonton. There's two different lines of thinking, at least in my mind. Which route are you going? I've got the Oilers beating the Jets in six. Um, I I think that Edmonton's going to come out with a win in this, but Winnipeg is going to definitely put up a fight the whole way. But, you know, we we got some Michigan ties on this Winnipeg Jets team. So, you know, obviously we're going to want to root for them and hopefully they have success. But I, I just think this Edmonton team, you know, you've got Connor McDavid, Leandre Seidel. It's just that's not very easy to beat. I think their offense is going to overpower Winnipeg at the end of the day. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to take Winnipeg, and it's purely because we have no differences yet and because I just want Winnipeg to have success. Winnipeg is my favorite team in this North Division. Uh, I, I want to see them get to that next level. I also love the whiteout that we see in Winnipeg. Unfortunately, not going to be able to see that. No fans allowed uh, in Winnipeg. But I think that this series could be a close one. I'm going to go Winnipeg in six. Uh, I, I think that the depth of scoring for Winnipeg is going to beat the goaltending rather than McDavid and Dreisaitl and only McDavid and Dreisaitl taking out Connor Hellebuck who is still a great NHL goalie and, in my mind, a top three goalie in the league. 
Yeah, I agree with that, that last part there for sure. Um, and, and, you know, this very well could go either way. But I it just I, I really kind of, you know, thought all season long that it was going to be Toronto, Edmonton moving on in the North Division. And I still really feel that way. Yeah, definitely could be. Well, Chase, let's head out west to the Honda West Division. First up, you got the President Trophy winning Colorado Avalanche versus the uh, what is it? I don't know how to say not reigning champion, obviously former. There we go. Former Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. This is a series that I don't necessarily have being too close. I'm going to take Colorado in four, actually. That might be a little eager, but I just think that Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and the whole Colorado team is just too good, and St. Louis, they've been too underwhelming. I like how you let me go first for the other ones, but you want to go first on this one because you wanted to be the first one to say abs in four. I wrote down my predictions (laughs) this morning when I first woke up, so I've I've had these in my phone ready to go. Um, And yeah, I got got abs over blues in four. I don't think it's going to be very close. (laughs) Hey, I've been giving you the benefit of the doubt, letting you go first all the time, so I figured I'd take this one and... It's just Whatever. It, ironic that it happened to be the same exact thing. So crazy. Uh, and hey, you do have Colorado in, in the you know pool that we're doing, the playoff pool. So that's nice for you to get a, a sweep. But let's move to Vegas, Minnesota. I think this one yet again, not going to be very close. I'm going Vegas in five. I'm a little different. I think it's going to be closer than you think it is. But still, I got Vegas over Minnesota in six. Um, I think Minnesota puts up enough of a fight. But still, at the same time, they're always kind of like you can always see they're out of reach of actually winning. But they're able to sneak out a couple of wins. Know what I mean? And this is the series that I'm going to want to watch that's going to be on at 1030 at night because there's oh, yeah. a, there's always that game in the playoffs that's on at 1030 at night. Um, I'm guessing Winnipeg and Edmonton, they're probably going to be another series that's pretty late. But this is the one I'm going to want to watch. Kirill Kaprizov versus or Kaprizov for some people uh, nah. versus Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury, their new addition and Alex Petriangelo. I, I think it's going to be a fun series. I haven't been able to watch much Vegas, Minnesota this regular season. So definitely going to be one I want to keep an eye on and going to be exciting for sure. But Chase, heading out east for the final two series, we'll start off with Pittsburgh and the Islanders. This is a matchup that we've seen before, and the Islanders have done pretty well against this Pittsburgh team. Just two years ago, we saw the Islanders sweep Pittsburgh. So what are we going to see this time? Is Barry Trotz going to continue his success over Pittsburgh, or is Pittsburgh going to get their revenge this year? So there definitely will not be a sweep in this playoff series. I think it's going to be pretty close. Um, you know, They're different kind of play styles, but in terms of countering each other, they're pretty like... They're, 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 they're pretty countering, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh's this very skilled team, um, and they're able to kind of work around tough defenses, but at the same time, the Islanders, they shut down elite forward groups all the time. So this really, you it could go either way. I do have the Isles winning in seven, though, however. Uh, you know, I predicted last year Montreal would beat Pittsburgh. Sure enough, they did it. Yet again, you know, a kind of different thing. Pittsburgh is kind of in an upset territory type here. This, this is probably... I mean, I don't want to say it's the hardest match they could have gotten because they could have played the Bruins. Could have been a little more difficult, I would say. But it's it's not easy for them either. So I would say that the Isles are going to sneak away with this in seven. Yeah, and you're the one that's been higher on Pittsburgh than me this season. I didn't even have them making the playoffs. However, they happened to win the division. And this is tough because it really feels like this might be the last year that Pittsburgh has to go for gold because... 
the the team overall has somewhat struggled when it comes to the playoffs since their back-to-back Stanley Cup championship wins and Crosby and Malkin getting older as well as Latane, another piece of their core. However, I am going to take Pittsburgh. I'm going to take him in six. Malkin's coming back from injury. He hasn't been great this season, but hopefully we can see him step up the pace a little bit here coming off of that injury. And I think that thinking that this could be their last chance might be able to push them over this hump. So it's going to be a close series. And hey, I, I honestly wanted to predict the Isles in six, but I'm I'm going to go with the legend, Sidney Crosby and He's going to push the series over to the Pittsburgh Penguins side because it could be that final year. Yeah, it's very possible, but I, I just, you know, I, I choose to be right in, instead of, you know, just go with the narrative. So, you know, I'll, I'll happily be right. All right, Chase. Sure. You choose to be right for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on to Washington and Boston. This is the last series to cover in the first round of the playoffs. I think this one's going to be pretty electric. Washington, always a good team in the playoffs. Uh, Well, at least somewhat recently. Towards the start of Ovi's career, they just couldn't seem to get out of the second round ever. Um, And then Boston, they're always a very tough team as well. It's going to be a good series. Who you got? So I've got Washington over the Bruins in this one. In seven games, you know, my only two seven-game series are coming in in this division. Uh, You know, because I I think all these teams are kind of right around each other. Uh, Washington... I read something earlier that the Bruins put out there, and it's like not the Bruins, but like a Bruins, like Boston media. It's, it's I'm sure it's some Bruins propaganda, but they didn't have any of um, the Capitals like starting goalies in their top like sixteen goalies in the playoffs. Uh, which, like you know, you you could argue that I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I I don't know exactly. Whatever. Regardless, um, I, I think their goaltending's better than it's being looked at. They kind of struggled this year. But I think they got enough talent where, you know, if they get a little hot, they're going to be hard to beat. So this this Capitals team with Ovi in the lineup, of course, still John Carlson's back there, you know, playing great in the defensive side of the game. Uh, they're, they're just going to sneak out this win. Well, I choose to be right, so I'm going Boston. Oh, you're oh, you choose to be stupid. It's fine. Um, no, no, I'm I'm pulling a chase. I choose to be right. No, Boston's gonna take this one. I think uh, I'm gonna go in seven as well. I think this is gonna be a very fun series. And the thing that I like about Boston and what's gonna push them over the hump. Taylor Hall has been great recently. Obviously, we know that Taylor Hall went to Boston during a trade deadline acquisition. However, he's really picked up the pace more recently with this Boston team. And if he can get clicking, David Pasternak get clicking, this team could be absolutely electric. So I'm taking Boston seven. I think it could be a very close series. And hey, I'm all in to see Bergeron and Marshawn versus Crosby and Ovechkin in the second round of the playoffs. It'd be great. Yeah, you know, it, it would be good to see. But, you know, you try to mock me for being right, but no, I'm perfectly fine just being right. Whatever is what it is. So here's the thing. What's what's going to happen when Pittsburgh and Boston move on to the second round? Uh, we had to look back a couple of years because that's the only time it's going to happen in recent history. So when you're wrong, you're are you going to happily admit that you were wrong or oh, I, I just won't be wrong. Sorry. Oh, OK. So you're going to die on your sword. You're not. Gonna, I, just won't, I, I just won't be wrong. So I don't have to worry about admit it. anything. I don't have to worry about it. I won't be wrong. OK. 
All right, for sure. Well, we'll move on to hockey name of the day. Those are our predictions. Let us know what you think uh, is going to happen in the first round. Uh, we'll move on to the second round predictions when the second round is about to kick off. Uh, you know, all that. We don't want to, you know, get too early on and Chase have Washington going to the Stanley Cup finals when, you know, they're not getting out of the first round. So that's why we stopped at round one. But Chase, as we move to hockey name of the day. Scrolling down, we've got old Stevie here, Steve Chapat. How about that? It's pretty good, isn't it? It was okay. So Steve, yeah, but it's just Chapat. Steve Chapat. T S C H A P P A T. Just Steve Chapat. He is a Swiss-born forward, and you know he played in the Swiss Swiss Division Two, which is like they're like fourth league, and I think in, in of pro over there. Uh, but he retired in 2009-2010. Uh, don't know his height, don't know his weight, don't know his birthday. Just know he was born in 1980. Just know he's from Switzerland, don't know what city. Uh, he played from ni- played from 1998 through 2010, but they only have stats through 28 games for him where he had 13 goals, 7 assists, and 20 points. So uh, I-, I don't know, but just weird situation kind of thing, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that- that- that's our boy Steve. That feels wrong, Chase. I feel like only an American would be Shapit. I I feel like if he's Swiss, he should be Shapat. Yeah, you would think, but here we are. Alrighty. Well, that's going to do it for the show. We hope you enjoyed our playoff preview. Chase, if you could give him a quick little outro, uh, we can get out of here and start watching some playoff hockey, baby. All right. So, uh, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to go on Patreon, on Patreon, you can support us that way and get more exclusive content from the network. Uh, nothing's required, just another way to get more content from us. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast, Net- Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Bulls broadcast, you're going to get your Tampa Bay talk and some hockey talk as well. Hockey Podcast Network, you're going to get team exclusive content as well, some original content. Then WMP, you're going to get, you know, a lot of football. We'll do some hockey here at some point. I'm eventually, I'm sure, you know, we go back to it here and there on that show, but primarily football at this point. Uh, regardless, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, and make sure to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.